Hi, this is Russ Benson. I am a Liverpool supporter, and you're listening to Drunkard United Football Show. You all need Jesus. Uh, Many would say we do need Jesus. Well, he is risen. (laughs) Yeah, well... That's right. Oh, you you celebrated that yesterday. Yes, I, just, I did. I just ate ham and fell asleep at four o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Sounds about right for you. I, Par you for know, the course. Hey, eating ham and falling asleep at four o'clock, that's pretty much the dream. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, aka the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, the man with the poofy hair that claims he uses no product, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, brother? You like the fog machine I got us for the video element? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I just Has- realized... Hashtag mute button. <laughs> I just- I just realized where the camera is for this now mm-hmm. versus where it used to be. I'm blowing right down the barrel. Uh, hey, Mel, I appreciate you every single moment finding new ways for me to uh, no question why I fucking nominated you for best production. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a friend. And also Sh- vote now. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 coming up. Should you want to chat with us, that are many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all of these social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Um, we do check our DMs, so make sure you DM us and let us know what's going on. And we are an 11-time nominated yes. podcast for the Maryland Podcast Awards. Yes, uh, yes, you have to unmute. I, I already have two questions. Uh, yes. Well, one comment. Um, Taylor Thompson would like <clears throat> to say, uh, Graham, your hair is thick. Thick like a baby Polish chick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, we do have a uh, Facebook user that asks, with Everton's many losses, how many Malort bottles have you gone through this year? Um, one and a half so far this season. For you personally. Uh, no, not for me personally. <laughs> um, no, he's done most of that. Yeah, because this is, I put this bottle back in November, November and we had December, a, early December, maybe. Yeah, it was early December. And we had already had a full bottle of this to start the season. No, it was like a three quarters of a bottle. Um, yeah, I've had to drink a lot of fucking Malort as an Everton supporter. Uh, fortunately for Mr. Graham, <laughs> I've he's been an Arsenal supporter. By a lot of Malort. <laughs> right. Now he has to do, now he's about to do his third in a row. Yeah, which uh, I don't which know. I, which do, I do opened the season any? with. I don't have to do any. Do you have to do an email? No. No, no. We kicked ass this weekend. Yeah. And yeah, then, and sat then on the couch real well. And, uh, speaking <laughs> of the ultimate bookend would be would be Villa because they started off the season meh and did a lot. And then they went on this like run. And then just recently they started to suck again. Well, 
yeah, that's us. But I lost three in a row. Then we were up and down for a little bit. It's fine, whatever. And then we won eight or whatever it was. Yeah. And then now we're th- again three in a row. Yep. So uh, um, brilliant. Sam, myself, both work in the wine spirit industry. And both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Uh, this one, both of us saw on the list and went, "Ooh, I cannot wait to try that yeah. one." Yeah. It's it's simplest form, but I gotta say, you say to yourself, "Man, I wonder how good that would taste if it was an older version." Yeah, I'm with you. Before we get to that, I want to clear something up. The only thing I put in my hair is conditioner. Now it is organic conditioner from Doctor Squash, but that's the only product I use. Is conditioner better? Well, makes it. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> I knew what you were going with there. Mm-hmm. I knew. Uh, I, I knew too. I, it must have again been before my time. Uh, so this Happy week, <laughs> Gilmore. You, I'm sorry, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah, I just haven't seen the movie in a very long time. Okay, very good. Perhaps right. he had too many daiquiris. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a penguin just walking around. Walking around. <laughs> Caught a zoo. <laughs> he called the shit poop. <laughs> All right, please All right. talk about our whiskey. Number four uh, of Whiskey Advocates Top 20 of 2021. This is Jack Daniels' 10-year-old, one that we've been very excited to do. Um, this is uh, comes at 48.5% by volume. That would be 97 proof. Should run you about 70 bucks. Uh, again, as we always talk about, you will get charged extra if you can still find it. It was a very limited run. Saw it for two hundred. Yeah, I bought it for one ten. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I picked it up, uh, so it's uh, they rated it. Whiskey Advocate rated it ninety three. Obviously, it's from Tennessee. Uh, and your blurb comes from Mister Dave Fleming from the uh, Whiskey Advocate's tasting panel, and he writes, "This is Jack Daniels' first age state of release in over a century." Wow, mm-hmm. didn't know that. Uh, unveiled this summer to great excitement. Does the whiskey itself live up to the fanfare? Our verdict is that it most certainly does. Made from the same Jack Daniels recipe used for the core old number seven, this liquid has aged well and taken on lively dynamic dimensions. Sweet cherry notes and wood spice swirl around on uh, the nose on and palate, um, integrating with baking spice, brown sugar, candied orange, and melted butterscotch, <laughs> all tempered by espresso and cedar chest. I, You know what? I got cedar armoire. But that's fine. Uh, this will be an annual release. And potato, the plan- potato. <laughs> uh, this will be an annual release, and the plan calls for it to reappear next summer. <laughs> oh, good! So it's about to come out again in a few. Uh, in in a in a few. Uh, I would imagine by May. By probably May, it'll probably be or beginning of June. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, which would be good because that would then keep the cost down a bit. Right, right. People oh, yeah, wouldn't jack seen, up so, so much. It's hard to find in stores, and right now, the people who do have it have jacked up the price. Oh, yeah. You can and, hardly find any of it anymore. Yeah, that price will go down the minute they realize they can get more. Um, or maybe their uh, their rep, perhaps, will uh, look at them and go, no, that one's $200 a bottle. Maybe if you made it the right price, 75 you could get it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and annual releases, you will pay a little bit more as well, but the guy that's right. charging 200 bucks, he... That, he has the most expensive paperweight in the state. Yep. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah congratulations. That one always drives me nuts whenever I see that kind of thing. Just like, come on, man. Come I kind of prefer what a lot of stores are doing now with their single barrel picks mm-hmm. when they're getting all the allocated stuff from uh, one of our competitors. Uh, what they've started to do is buy one of the barrels, get a raffle ticket, 
and a chance to buy that stuff at cost or not at cost, but at regular retail. Right. I'm not going to charge $1,000 right. for Pappy like a lot of people do. But I am going to move through some of this other product. Yeah. Right. I'm going to charge 125 But what I do expect from you is you are going to be someone who readily buys my... Who regularly comes and buys right. my picks and right. shops because, at my store. Because those, right. picks, those picks are for a liquor store. I mean, that's a ten to... $20,000 investment depending on how large the barrel is. That's a well, exactly. monstrous and And <laughs> because the allocated stuff only comes so often, they want to mm -hmm. make sure they take care of their good customers. Yeah. And to take care of a good customer, you got to fucking be a good customer. Right. Yeah, exactly. So they kind of force your hand, which isn't necessarily a bad thing in my opinion. Well, let's talk about the whiskey. Sammy, what do you think? So it tastes like regular Jack Daniels on fucking steroids. Yeah. It's smoother. Um, it did drink a little hotter, but it was a higher proof when we had it neat. Mm -hmm. I have not had it with ice yet. I was letting the ice uh, get involved there and intermingle. I, I get cherry all day. When he said cherry, it's a bright kind of, you know, really ripe tart cherry. That's it's, just It's wonderful. like a friend from college that went off to law school and is now like a rich, powerful corporate lawyer. <laughs> Smells familiar, but very different. Yeah. Big cherry up front um, on the palate. Huh. Yeah, it's delicious. It's mm -hmm. fucking delightful. It really is. I'm. I, I'll be the first to say I'm not a huge fan um, of standard Jack Daniels. Right. I'll mix it in a Coca Cola or a ginger ale. Right. But I'm not a huge fan of regular Jack. Somebody wants to do a shot of Jack. I'm like, eh, okay, something else. That's the. the um, it's the Lincoln County process. Is you either like it or you hate it, which is the charcoal. Right. Um, the charcoal filtering, filtering yep. where you burn down sugar maple and you you then drip the distillate through it. That's going to give it a certain level of sweetness that's far sweeter than bourbon. Now, outside of that, Jack is bourbon. I mean, it's, it's, now Jack will tell you, no, we're Tennessee whiskey because of the Lincoln County that process. process. Yeah. But they follow all the same rules as bourbon. It's, it's a minimum of 51% corn. It's certainly more than that in their case. It's distilled twice. It's aged in brand new American white oak. It's not distilled over a hundred and, uh, 160 proof. So they follow all of those rules, but they feel, what they do adds that little extra je ne sais quoi it would be to um, make it a little bit uh, a little bit special, a little bit better. You will uh, you'll have to explain what je ne sais quoi is to the people of Tennessee. So <laughs> well, uh, no, just say it in their dialect. Je ne sais quoi? No, je ne sais quoi. Um, I'm doing too much French, not enough Southern, am I? No, when we were in Kentucky yes. and uh, we went to visit. Versailles. No, no, no. We did say Versailles. We would say Versailles, and they would go, it's Versailles, we're rednecks down here, that's how we pronounce it. <laughs> and, and it was like, and then we talked to someone, and they'd be like, oh yeah, it's Versailles, do not call it Versailles. Do not, it's Versailles. The French one, first off, is Versailles. <laughs> right. Start there. Right. But it's, yeah, Versailles, that's... It's yep. Versailles. Mm -hmm. That's a new one. Like hard ass sales, like yard sales, ver sales. We are selling. I thought burrs. it was Versailles, not Versailles, but we, we are selling burrs. That's what we are selling. So je ne quoi, je did, ne quoi. Did you guys go get creepies too while you were there? No. <laughs> Clips. <laughs> <laughs> well done, good joke. Thank Slid you, that Bob right Junior. <laughs> terrible everybody please remember to drink responsibly let's do this have a nice show everybody look at that got the oh fucking triad goodness. for the first time in a long time that first time ever i think <clears throat> producer mel very very fucking happy oh you know what actually real quick we did have speaking of alcohol mm -hmm. we did have some correspondence 
Okay. Uh, from Mr. Brody. <clears throat> oh, yes, we did. He wanted uh, you, kind sir, to speak about Jennifer Jin because he mm. uh, doesn't know what that is. What Jennifer is. Uh, essentially, Jennifer is Jin. Okay. The, the, Jennifer is the Dutch word for Jin, and that's where... Jin was invented. Right. Jin was invented. It eventually made its way over to... England, where it became crack cocaine. <laughs> the gin epidemic. Look it up. Google it if you've never heard of it. Seriously, I I've, I know I've said this on the show before, but I'll say this stat again. Um, this makes the crack epidemic of the um, epidemic, I'm sorry, of the 80s look like a um, Sunday ice cream social. Yeah. Every man, woman, and child, man woman and child on average were consuming a gallon and a half of gin unregulated gin because everyone was allowed to make it in their house a week a gallon and a half children yeah a week yeah Made in somebody's house. So 2.175 liter bottles I per mean, week. I how else per... do you get them to go to nap time? Was this per person? Per person. Yeah. So this. A I mean, week. Basically, the, the, the gin epidemic, the entire country of the entire UK grinded to a halt. And I believe it was Queen Victoria that ended up banning gin. For a long time, right? Well, they, to they eventually try to get the country back to work, and well, they turned it into life. you. It was it was regulated. It had to be produced by the by the government or by a a licensed producer. It couldn't just be produced anywhere. And um, in the Dutch version, uh, Genevers tend to be more grain based, and they tend to be a hardier grain base, and they're not distilled all the way at one ninety. They're more distilled at one eighty five, so you right. get a little bit of that grain yep. attribute to it but with Geneva as always with gin or Geneva the primary um botanical that's added to it is juniper it's juniper right it's Christmas like, the tree. gin craze was the second half of the 1700s so that'd yeah. been the Georgian period yeah. uh they were all eh, kind of cleaned up by the time we get to the Victorian era got it okay Heard. yeah so um yeah, and that is uh very famous uh, painting from the 1780s, the Brewer's Alley and the Gin Lane. The Brewer's Alley is everybody drinking beer and having fun and voluptuous women and men happy and everything's good. Sounds like something I need to be a part of. The Gin Lane lane (laughs) was zombies. Just like a woman dropping her child. Just dropping her child because, well, gin. <laughs> Meth, right? <laughs> yes. Well, like now, that. yeah, that'd be the modern equivalent. I'm yeah. sorry, heroin. That would be heroin. Oh, yeah, uh, meth you would punch Yeah, meth oh. would be, yeah, I got, I got my, uh, my uh, drugs mixed up. Yeah. The, the opioid You'd be all hyped up and hallucinating. You would just punt that little fucker. The opioid addiction. <laughs> a gallon and a half yeah. a week. Every man, woman, and child. Uh, Taylor Thompson would like to know, how, what would Son say about giving that much gin to the children? The children? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think he'd appreciate that very much. Not one bit. No. Well, maybe that's maybe he encourages it so he can keep performing for the kids to get them off of gin. I, I was gonna I was gonna say, or he does it. He does it so they do gin and then pretends like they shouldn't be drinking gin. Because remember, he plays like he's a nice guy, but he's really a dirty fucking player. Well, let me tell you something. The, we always make the analogy: Batman needs Robin. Right? Mm-hmm. So how can Son be Batman if Jin doesn't exist for kids? <laughs> what is he Son supposed to save the them from? Yeah. Jin is or Jin or Batman and Joker rather. I said Robin. Batman and Joker. Jin <laughs> no. is the Joker and Son is Batman. Right? He just needs it. <laughs> it has to be there. He loses his job. Or Andres Gomez's ankle. <laughs> he needs that to be there. Or else the children say Oh, Sam. brilliant. Fucking children. All right, let's get into the action. Um, apparently, all the clubs battling for Champions League feel bad for Man U and are just <laughs> trying to give fourth place away. Brighton won, Tottenham nil. Fraser Forrester won. Oh, I'm sorry. Southampton won. Arsenal nil. <laughs> West Ham won. Burnley won. Manchester United three. Norwich two. Um, Seagulls fucking took it to the Spurs in this match. They really did. Well, Spurs started very, very well in this game. Um, I'm sorry. In order to start well, you actually have to put a shot on target. They didn't put a shot on target the entire fucking match. Well, what I'm saying is for the first, like, six minutes, they were creating all of the chances. They couldn't, what I was going to say is, in typical Spurs fashion, couldn't put any of those chances on target. Mm-hmm. Um, And they ended, as you say, with not a single shot on goal uh, at all. And after that first six or seven minutes, Brighton soaked up that pressure and then went on the front foot. They ended up with more possession, more shots, obviously, and the one more goal. Um, Cool finish from Leandro Trossard. It was fantastic. Um, And really, Spurs, I think part of not having a shot on target in those opening seven minutes were Brighton were putting their bodies on the line. They were getting some good blocks in, um, and they didn't travel close enough to the goal to be considered a shot on target Mm -hmm. uh, because they were blocked out by the defense. but the front three for Spurs was made to be very ordinary. Very ordinary. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And they're pretty spectacular. <laughs> like, right. You 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 made you made one of the best offensive front three in the league, arguably in Europe, look ordinary. Oh, yeah. Which credit to them for doing. Yeah, I wouldn't put them in the top three in Europe. I think Robert top, Lewandowski on the on his own said, is better than Spurs front three put together. I said one of the best top threes in Europe, as in the yeah. three of them oh, I see are one saying. of the best collective top three. I see what you're Europe. saying. But yeah, it was it was just a just a wasted opportunity. Yeah. And now Brighton are the kings of North London. Get <laughs> <laughs> my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It sucks. I mean, obviously they took us out last week and then and then this. So it it's it was really, really poor from Spurs. So we, we we talked about him a little bit uh, last week. Uh, God, why am I forgetting his name? Started with an M. The one who put it to you guys. Mwepu. Mwepu. Um, I think they're going to be okay letting Basuma uh, go. Because yeah. you know he's going. they're going to lose someone every season. They're going to get well, good profit for him. And I think Basuma's going to be... Of midfielders out there, I think Basuma, Tielemans, and Rice are all guys that are going to be getting golfed up by the, quote, big six, um, even though West Ham's in the argument right now for the big six. I have a hot take. <clears throat> sure. Declan Rice is going nowhere. Okay. Very good. Because 
I think he is unless the Dildo Brothers want to cash in. That'd be the only they would have to force him out though. Mm-hmm. I think West Ham are honestly in prime position to win the Europa League right now. They are. They have a fair amount of momentum in that competition, which we'll talk about <clears throat> later. We'll get to it at the end. So, but, perfect teaser. Right. But with that, winning it comes Champions League qualification, which I think Declan Rice, because of what he's given to that club, wants to represent them in the Champions League. Very good. So we'll go into the specifics a bit later on, but that's why I think Declan Rice is the least likely to move out of the rest of those people. So, words you are not going to want to hear. <sighs> Fraser Forrester. Fucking... Stand I can't say up that anymore. And be counted son. <laughs> no. Sit down and let us score. He <laughs> only made four saves, but those four, those were all going to now, the back of the net. <laughs> that that being said, they were they were a comfortable height for him mm-hmm. being six foot five or whatever he is. Well, there was one he got down on that was one, like the yeah, little scooper. But like the the Saka one. Like he had a lot to do there still because he was coming across the goal. <laughs> the ball got crossed on the ground very quickly. The, yeah. the very first chance right before halftime. And he, he did expertly well to get across and get to it. Mm-hmm. But I just think if Saka keeps that on the floor, he has no chance to get there. Right. You know, going that far and down that far. But... What are you going to do? It was one of those. Um, I wrote down some stats uh, to avoid me having to get emotional. <laughs> Arsenal led in every single category except scoring. Yeah. No, 70, very true. 76% possession. Mm-hmm. 23 shots with six of those being on target. Not a great return there from that. Um, but it was all it was all Fraser Forster. The front four for Arsenal without Lacazette being there looked very disjointed. They yeah. looked like four individuals as opposed to the flowing team they've looked like yeah, recently. N- Nabi Keita stopped the guy. Um, not Nabi Keita, Lakanga. Keita plays for Liverpool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Eddie Nketiah is who you're talking Nketiah. about up front. Nketiah. Yeah, and, well, The other problem is Sorry he's, out of, he's out of uh, contract at the yeah. end of the summer anyway. He doesn't give a shit. <clears throat> Although he should be putting himself in the shop window or he's going to end up in the championship. You would think he would. Um, yeah. yeah, I see him starting for Norwich up front next yeah. season uh, if he continues on playing like that. Yeah. But I don't know. We we just couldn't take our chances, essentially. It, no. It's just what it was. I mean, we dominated in every other aspect of the game. That's why people calling for me color Teddy's head are fucking insane. Do you think that a little bit of that overflow from the week prior where Southampton gave up six goals but Forster made eight saves and three off the post where do you think that little bit of confidence for him even though he got scored on a bunch kind of went yeah I'm making saves right now you're not fucking scoring especially when you make a couple of because one of those was real quick real early in the match where he just kind of goes not happening and then by the end of the match their defense just goes our keeper's on fire. No, you're not fucking. No, no. it's one nothing. We're going to win this game one nothing. Fuck you. Well, the, and their goal was completely just opportunistic sucker punch, lucky bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, the the why would you clear a ball back towards the box that way? Oh, God. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense yeah. why you would do that. He had a player wide of him and a player inside. He could have easily just touched that ball to. Yeah. Now, that would have given us time to recover. But he just panicked and hoisted it back into the net, which doesn't make much sense to me. But you take that chance, and one of the, uh, one of the the um, I think it was Jan Benderek was the one that scored. Yep. He, he stayed forward and and you know took a chance and got lucky. Yep. Um, it was a good strike though. I mean, he took the chance well. Uh, didn't give Ramsdale a, a bit of a chance, but I think 
Fraser Forrester and Nick Pope, who will come on to with his performance. Mm-hmm. I think the two of them are maybe giving Ramsdale something to think about uh, in terms well, of backing Forrester up. Forrester is Ireland. I, th- I, thought I, think. It, I thought he was English. I think he's Ireland. Mel, can you produce us a nationality for Fraser Forrester, please? Because I, I thought he was English, mm-hmm. and that would give it be Ramsdale and Ramsdale and Pope would be the two mm-hmm. backing up Pickford at right. this at this stage. Right. But these last couple performances for Ramsdale haven't been particularly good, and Fraser Forrester, as you said, stood on his head a bit. <clears throat> Fraser Forrester is British. Okay, so he is English. Yeah. Okay. Hexham, United Kingdom, is where he is from. Wait, where? where? Hexham, Wrexham, H H E X H A M. Never heard of that. Mm. I haven't either. I immediately thought Wrexham. Uh, Google Maps, Exham. Wrexham <laughs> almost killed him. Wrexham is in Wales. That's the team that Ron Reynolds owns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but Hexham, I've never heard of that place. Uh, he, uh, let's see. Hexham is. While in... she's doing that, I have Malort to do. Yeah. Um, so. Take also, your... also Rob uh, McElderney as well from Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. it's not just uh, not just the yeah, pretty but one. He's the he's a It's uh, on the coast, not far from Newcastle. Oh, okay. okay, so it's in it's in England. Okay, yeah. I'm near the Tyneware. So I think, um, but I I I think in this World Cup pseudo year, in the build up here is kind of splits the summer. I think Fraser Forrester is trying to make him a case to be there. And Aaron Ramsdale has not covered himself in glory over the last couple of games. No, not at so, all. Anyway. Oh, that came down with a force. You're right there, bro. Nope. No. 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 Oh, that sucks. No. God, that sucks. All right, move on. <laughs> um, Dice out at Burnley. This Strange does move. Not make sense <laughs> at all. Strange move. Um, the only so I like to look at the world differently sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like to take in other people's perspective and points of view. Um, I also uh like to criticize people when I don't understand those weird things that I came up with. Uh, but this one, the only literally only thing I could think of that makes any sort of sense whatsoever is. The now American ownership, aren't they, of Burnley? Yeah. yeah. Want the new manager, or just resigned to being relegated, and want the new manager the opportunity to whoever that is. They haven't hired anyone yet. Right. Yeah. Right the, now, it's their. Um, it's been me and it, and one of the other backroom he's staff on the stuff. The uh, primary guy has not coached above League One. I'm nice. sorry, he's not bo- coached above. League two, I think it was. Yeah. Well, maybe they're preparing for a big drop. Coach Tranmere was his last job, was Tranmere. We all know that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that might be in his ear. Honestly, <laughs> makes me wonder if he's one of the two guys we met from Tranmere in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Uh, but so what would be to give the new manager time to assess the squad before going down and deciding who they can sell, who they can keep, <laughs> who they think is still bought into the cause and all that kind of stuff. That's the only thing that makes sense because if you think you have a chance to stay up, the guy that's been there for a decade that has gotten a song out of these people and kept Burnley in the league for Mm. six fucking years, that's the guy that is probably best suited to take them to safety, give you the best chance. There hasn't been a lot of conversation, but um, 
most of it has been the players did not see it coming and were shocked that it happened. Right. Correct. I, this is a complete. I don't think anybody was consulted. I no. think the ownership was just over it. Yeah. Um, but it just smacks that they're resigned to being relegated. It just says we don't think we can stay up anyway because a new coach coming in now wouldn't do anything. Mm hmm. Um, unless you think maybe the players are playing for their job, the new guys here, we might get relegated, we're going to get sold, but I like it here. But who really likes it in Burnley? Yeah. I will think of their squad. Um, you didn't answer my question. Nobody. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> I, did, I felt like it didn't need to be answered because it was obvious. Um, it was rhetorical, <laughs> but I like when you answer my rhetorical questions. Tchaikovsky is probably getting sold because there's value in him. And oh, I would have. And I would imagine McNeil is getting sold because he's been hinted at a lot. But I would say uh, Corday and uh, the big German. Veghurst. Um, yeah. No, big fucking German no, yes, uh, is Per Mertesacker. Got it. The Protected. The... <laughs> the <laughs> The slightly, the slightly smaller German <laughs> yes. to the big fucking German. Thank you. Yes. Um, both <laughs> of those, both of those guys got brought in and are on long contracts. So I would imagine they're not gonna get sold. So as talented as Cornet is as a player, well, they may get loaned out, right? But he's on a four-year deal. I so. know, but that's what I'm saying. If we think we right. can get up without their services right. somehow. I right. have, a, have a feeling that those two guys would stay there, and I would also fancy them to come right back up if they had those two guys but in their service. That, see, that's what I think, though. That that's that, This is the counter to that, is you're able to loan, because there is value in them, you can loan them out for a significant fee. You can use, you know, five, six million. You could take that 12 million that you got from the two of them, mm -hmm. buy a perfectly serviceable championship striker, right? And then when the league come right back up, they come back from loan mm -hmm. right back in it yeah agreed agreed you know i mean you take you, you got to think with his failings at uh the premier league level in alexander mitrovich i told you before i think he should make a career of fucking just high, sign one year deals highest bidder gets me for the next championship season mm -hmm. i score your 40 goals i get you up and then i end my deal and highest bidder gets me again and just keep moving on. Absolutely. You know, and so if they have 12 million all of a sudden and Fulham's going up and they know Mitrovic can't do it, why wouldn't they accept that? Uh, now, on to the match itself. And let's uh, be quick because honestly, Easter Sunday, I sat down and watched this match because I have a uh, a uh, routine interest in it, as it were. But I can <laughs> say the following was not a fun match to watch. Mm -mm. Um, Burnley played well and had opportunities. But even with them having opportunities, they almost gave away all three. And if it wasn't for, as you're about to come on to, one Mr. Nick Pope, they would have. Absolutely correct. He stood on his fucking head in this mm -hmm. game. And, and couple fucking... Of, couple of world-class saves. West Ham's got to feel done dirty that they didn't walk away with all three points because you had Mikel Antonio on a one-on-one -on -one break with Nick Pope. And Pope came up with the save, and it wasn't like it wasn't like Antonio didn't put off a good shot. He put it where it needed. You normally want to go just above the leg because you don't want to sky it, so you go just above their leg as they're falling away. And he still managed as he was sliding away to get the hand up and fucking knock. I just it was excellent. I that's a that's a you as a striker did everything right. The goalie just made a magnificent save. And what are you gonna fuck? Yeah, you can't really beat that. Um, but Nick Pope gave Burnley every chance to to be in this game and to, to win this game, to be fair. Uh, and they did take the lead. 
uh, Veg Horse, big surprise. The mm-hmm. the SLBG, slightly less big German. There we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, big, actually, BFT, slightly less big fucking German. Okay, because he's still he's still a gentleman of of larger size. Yeah, you need to. That's fair. You need to denote his largeness. <laughs> he he did very well to get to that header, by the way. Uh, I don't think there was a foul either in the buildup, which some people were complaining about. And mm-hmm. climbing on the back. I mean, I think he made contact before the ball, or with the ball, rather, before the player. Um, so I don't think there was any question there. But Nick Pope continued to just keep West Ham out. It, it had to be ridiculously frustrating because West Ham dominated this game. I mean, it was a very poor mm-hmm. overall performance from Burnley, except for Nick Pope. Yeah, but that's, you know... That's you all you need. That is getting Burnley. That's why it's a thing. You would have liked you would have liked all three points if you're Burnley, but that one's pretty big because now it makes it three, and your opponents this week are Wolverhampton and Southampton, both at home, and Everton have Leicester at home and the Merseyside Derby right. at Anfield. You think at your building... You might be able to pull it off, and all you need to do is have you win one that they don't win. Right. That's well, all you need. You know, That's now, all you need. Now, plus side, also, by the way, for Burnley, is their training grounds. Grass will probably grow back in properly. Because <laughs> all the earthworms will be just allowed to live their lives and fertilize the ground and eat the bad shit and do what they normally do. Yeah, but what does the new manager look like? A wet fish. <laughs> It took a Christian Ronaldo hat trick for Manchester United at and I mean at Old Trafford, uh, Fordian Slip. Sorry, Man U fans. <laughs> You're just trying to piss them off. <laughs> to beat last place Norwich, you had a two nothing lead that you pissed away to fucking Norwich funny in it i uh i'm trying to find yes i did just pick my phone up uh uh, live world and it took a free kick from ronaldo that tim cruel should have saved to escape at home with three points i'm trying to find this meme mark goldbridge (laughs) right there we go (laughs) he says uh, the Manchester United defense is about as useful as a re- as a red light in Grand Theft Auto, yep. <laughs> the video game. <laughs> the 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 defending from Harry Maguire, especially on that first goal, was schoolboy mm-hmm. at best. Mm-hmm. I can think of at least school age children that I know now that are like friend like kids of friends of mine that would have defended better than that in that situation. And the fact it that was, Kieran Dow. On the other side, just talking about the rest of the defense, Kieran Dow literally just ran down an empty side of the field to put it away easily. Easily. It's nuts. 35 shots between both teams. Um, So really, you could say they both went for it, nor just aren't as good at finishing, really, uh, as Cristiano Ronaldo. That's what it boils down to. De Gea Um, had a worldie in the second half that was right when they made it 2-2. Mm-hmm. That could have easily been 3-2 the other way, yep. and United would have probably crumbled. Absolutely, they would have. Uh, they <coughs> Norwich were the architects of their own demise to an extent. Um, dwelling on the ball, which you just you can't do. 
Tim Krull at this level. Also, and Tim Tim Krull should have had that third one. The, the, the free I kick. tend to agree with you. He got fingertips to it. He, it he was not even fingertips. It hit both of his hands. It was both of his hands were extended. It was struck well, but a goalkeeper of his caliber. You Hit would your think, hands. Yeah. It's got to get away. It's you would, gotta think, get you away. would think that he'd be able to save it. It almost looked like he went right through his hands. And even even with the greatness that is Ronaldo, that's got to go wide, man. You got to get that wide. It's just yeah, you do. what a keeper's got to do. And he almost did. I mean, it hit off the inside of the post. It's unfortunate, but it should have been a better save than that. It should have went out for a corner. But uh, that that's just what happens. And, uh, you know... You can't expect to win games when you make those kind of mistakes. I mean, that first goal was pitiful. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Pitiful. Um, Defending, just to dwell on the ball that long with a Manchester United player bearing down is ridiculous. Right. You know, I I don't get it. Uh, Don't worry. We'll talk about somebody who dwelled on the ball a little bit longer in the next segment. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, um, honestly, good on Cristiano Ronaldo. He still had to finish the chances. and. Mm -hmm. Obviously, dealing with what he's dealing with now, that with what came out today, mm-hmm. with the the death of his uh, of his son, um, very sad. Obviously, our hearts and you know thoughts and prayers and all that uh, all that lot go out to him. And um, that's something that no parent should ever have to experience. You know, one of my brothers experienced that. I have personal knowledge of how this feels, and it sucks. Yeah, really. So does. the the girl child, they were twins. Mm-hmm. The the female child did is living. Good. They haven't released what the problem was uh as of yet but the uh the son um succumbed to whatever it was which is terribly sad and mm-hmm. very sorry to hear the uh, back to just the action a little bit uh interesting note very much kind of a throwaway but paul pogba gets subbed on by uh old man juan mata and uh is met with a sea of fucking booze he didn't play very well. Could Paul Pogba be the antithesis of everything that's currently wrong at Manchester United? Um, I think he's been that for some time. People have been criticizing him left and right, all from Graham Sunis and his hair mm-hmm. to the fans and his performances and everything in between. Um, he can't seem to catch a break. Somebody was giving him shit for some ad campaign he did mm-hmm. the other uh, two weeks ago, whatever it was. I mean, <clears throat> Harry Maguire slipped and kicked him in the face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was fabulous. <laughs> I just don't, you know, your own captain does that to you. What are you going to do? My question. Is there a Harry Maguire points at things of him kicking Pogba in the face? It was a weekend at Wembley for the FA Cup semis. Unfortunately, we get the final that only Liverpool and Chelsea supporters will care about. Liverpool 3, Manchester City 2, Chelsea to Crystal Palace nil. Um, we kind of went for a while on the first segment, and I want to make sure that we cover the tail end and not have to give it up. So we'll be quick about this because honestly, the games didn't offer a ton. I thought the City Liverpool game was very good, <laughs> personally. Um, one one as good as the game the, the but week, it, it the went week prior. it went in stretches. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Liverpool raced out to a big lead. Um, yeah, three, I, nothing you know, I was I was gonna save it for the D back segment, but mm-hmm. I have to save that for Manchester City fans mm-hmm. uh, because of what they did. So yeah, um, save that there. Yeah, thanks a lot, Zach Steffen. Jesus, the one position on the field that we always get credit for in world football is goalkeeping, and then you fucking do that. Yeah, 
You jackass. Tony You've taken American respect Brad overseas. Friedel, yeah. Casey Keller. Tim Howard. Brad oh, Guzan when he first got yeah. over there. The man, the man who has the World Cup record for most saves in a match with 16. Was an American. 16 fucking saves. And and Zach Steffen cannot clear a ball when it's at his feet with plenty of time to well, do the, so. Well, the first touch was very strange. It did not take him into space, which is he couldn't get the ball out of his feet. Just want kick, kick. Just yeah, swing just your leg. Just tow it out. Swing your way. So just tow it out. Goes, swing yeah. your leg. Just it was like when you saw what Ederson did at the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the weekend prior, with the uh, clear, having to clear the ball of his own lines and took a bad touch. Yeah, just get rid of it. Well, just, yeah, just. But Ederson was cool, and then it was almost like Zach Steffen was like, I'm going to be cooler than you. Yeah. And then he, he never at any one point panicked or looked flustered or did anything, but he should have. <laughs> Maybe if he had been more flustered, he would have got rid of the ball. Until he was on the ground clutching his fucking head going, what did I do wrong? Yeah. He's an idiot. Um, It was pitiful. Mane with the... uh, And then I also, for for as good of a strike as it was, to get it on target from that floated ball, which is always kind of difficult to judge, especially coming... He hit it with his right foot. It was coming over his left side. So to get that right to put it on target was a great strike. But I don't think it was good enough to beat Stefan at his near post. No. I think Stefan, you have to ask questions about him with that. Oh, yeah. I absolutely. think he should have been there to, to save that third goal. Matt Turner for keeper, U.S. Men's National Team World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah at this point, want... at this point, absolutely. Zach makes too many gaffes for me, and he doesn't play enough. He does not play enough to put him out there for yeah, me. It was, it was stupid. I couldn't believe it. Um, um, and that's really what the game boiled down to, because every single statistical category... They were dead even. Yeah. Including what would have been goals if he didn't do that dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, City, very interesting play from Pep. He had Rodri and Gundogan. He had guys on the bench he could have put in. He only made one sub. Yeah. And Fernandinho didn't have himself a great game. After all the calls recently, play Fernandinho, play Fernandinho. And a few weeks ago, he came into the side after a long absence and played very, very well in the Champions League. And then here to look like this was mm-hmm. just looked a, a yard off it. Uh, under under noted was uh, Grealish's goal was fucking bloody brilliant. It was a great yeah, I guess it was a great hit. Is that the one on the top? Was that the one on the top? Left corner, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I right, like the right angle on the inside of the post. I like the angle on that one um, that they did from in the goal. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. That showed it coming up over Allison. Yep. Um, and I, th- I t- to that point as well, I thought City's second goal was quite fortunate mm-hmm. uh, that it squeezed through just kind of off the inside thigh of Allison and yeah. fell directly to a City player to tuck yeah, home. Silva Bernardo Silva. Yeah, Bernardo. it was. I thought that found that to be very fortunate. I think probably a fair result for this game, honestly, would have been one one. Yeah. And then going to extra time. Yeah. But, you know, Liverpool did what they did. City made their mistakes and um, you know, and that doesn't that can't bode well for their confidence going into the Champions League. That can't bode well for their confidence going into the rest of the league. They still have two or three tricky fixtures I, to get through. I still I still think that uh Pep purposely put out a weaker squad and went, I've won this thing enough. If we can win with with, with what I got, great. Otherwise I don't care. Uh, I think I think Pep is putting the focus towards the league and uh the Champions League. Whereas Well, definitely um, the Champions League. Whereas Jurgen for the first time in his life actually gave a shit about this cup and decided, oh, fuck yeah, now I care because I could win the quadruple. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> Look at my shiny teeth. Um, 
Palace had a great game plan, but ultimately it just got broken down by Chelsea. It got broken down by not being able to play Conor Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, you know, Elise, when he came in, uh, and I don't really know who played in that role. Maybe Eze as he, as he played in, in Gallagher's role, but he still hasn't played a ton. But he also just doesn't have as much running in him as Connor Gallagher. Yeah. Gallagher's a bit of a lunatic. He's just he's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's the fucking meth head. Yeah. You know, just, just all over the place. And it just didn't, it just didn't happen, you yeah. know, for them, which was unfortunate. It was kind of the perfect quote-unquote professional job that we talk about by yeah. Chelsea. Oh, it's exactly what uh, it was. You think uh, Kuyate could have scored that header? He he fluffed, missed it, hit his shoulder. Could have fell to, not Zaha, might have been Eze, actually, yeah. that was rushing in, or Tyreek Mitchell, one of the two, yeah. but was too far in front of them. They couldn't get to it, just puttered out for a goal kick. Anderson and it, had a great chance at the end. Yep. Mitchell, well, that, that was to equalize. Yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell had the mistake. Which that sucks for him because his his meteoric rise this season. <coughs> I mean, he was in, in Brentford's academy. Mm -hmm. They shut the academy down. He finds himself at Palace, and he's being talked about as being considered for an England call-up. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's had such a good season to be that young. Yeah. It almost looked like the occasion got to him a bit. And, of course, we are now left with the final that nobody wants. It's a team that's been there three times that has lost it versus the team that never gives a shit about it that's now going to win one and get celebrated for it because they're playing the team that's been there the last three times and has lost it. In a row. Yeah. First team to do that. Yeah. I thought Arsenal was in there when they said that stat, and then I remembered there was the they won two, missed out, and won it a third time. Yeah. So it was three and four years, but they won consecutive. Right. Damn. Yeah. But, it's... yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, Palace executed what they could very well. They tried. They gave it a good go. It was their first time in a semifinal for a very long time, if at all. Yeah. And it, it was a valiant effort, but ultimately, you know, the goal from Ruben Loftus-Cheek, unfortunate, took that little deflection off of Anderson, who was just trying to get in the way, hit off his ass. And then the Tyreek Mitchell giveaway just, yeah. uh, it's just frustrating because I, I really like him as a player. <clears throat> the Epic Cup final will be observed by nobody. An Arsenal supporter. I mean, sorry. No, we uh, have to watch it because we have to talk about it. Uh, and it'll be the only football on that day. It has its own day again. Uh, yeah, you got to watch it. I'm telling you now. Also, real quick, Kai Havertz deserves a red because that dive was so bad. It was really bad. Really bad. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened, which is really only two games, but I wanted to add something. Oh, yeah. There's a Prem Club in every European Cup semifinal. Yep. Huh. Brentford 2, Watford 1, Newcastle 2, Leicester 1, Liverpool and City advance in the Champions League, West Ham advances in Europa, and the Foxes advance in the McRig Cup. Also, though, in the Europa League especially, Barcelona got knocked out. Mm -hmm. So that leaves, was it Eintracht Frankfurt, mm -hmm. who, uh, is, who plays West Ham? We're going to get to that. So, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's first uh, talk. Watford blew it almost in the way that they won it Troy Deeney style against Leicester. Yeah, no shit. They miss a ball that hits off the post, falls to a player inside the six, 
who then manages to go high and wide. Yeah. So I don't even care <laughs> and, about the game. And then, then down at the other end, a minute later, Brentford score win two to one. Yeah. I don't even care about the game. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter. It was dead even in every statistical uh, category except goals. The opener came from a long throw, blah, 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 blah. No one cares. Doesn't matter. Uh, Norgard and Dennis scored for Watford and Brentford, respectfully. Don't care. What I care about is the ball that the player that got the ball in the box to put it high and wide after I think it was Musa Sissoko that hit the post. Mm-hmm. His last name is spelled L O U Z A. Right? With the British accent, and I, I can't remember her name to save my life, but we love her commentary, the the um female commentator that's been on this year on, on the on color. Peacock, yeah. yeah, on the color commentary. Mm-hmm. She goes, Oh loser, loser, loser. <laughs> you left the goal gaping, loser. <laughs> Which sounds like we take the piss out of Huang. Yeah. She's taking a piss. Because he missed this goal. Calling him a loser. Calling him a loser. Pretty and I had never heard of that player before, that game, that moment. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, until I looked at the lineups, that she was calling some dude a loser, which would have been better than what actually happened. But I still like the fact that she was taking the piss out of his name. And then uh, Jensen, valuable fantasy points, scores the winner for me. Fuck off. <laughs> it's an excellent free kick from Christian Eriksen. I think Brentford would have been safe anyway without Christian Eriksen this season, but they really helped. Well, that three was point number 39, which no team has ever been demoted from the Premier League when scoring 39 points. So it is now safe to say, Brentford, welcome to your Sophomore second season, season. Yep. in the Prem. Now, hopefully it does not go the way of Huddersfield or Sheffield, where you get just demoralized your next season because everybody's figured you out. <laughs> well, I think I think I don't think they will, and the reason I say that is because they have some pretty dynamic players, but they also cut costs in a way that will allow them to retain those players, where they don't have to sell their best striker every season anymore. Right, exactly. Um, the other piece to that is Huddersfield plan was if they can't play against you, kick you. That's not Brentford's plan. <laughs> no, that's true. So there's a lot less getting sent off. There's a lot less, you know, getting suspended for yellow Very accumulation. Fair. Very fair. There's a lot less of that. So you start more games with your core 11. And so it's I, I, I think Brentford may be here to stay for a fair few seasons, Excellent. to be um, completely honest. Do we think that might be the nail in the coffin for Watford? Because this week they oh, yeah. play City, which I imagine that's going to be a I, thumping to stay up i think they would need to win every game they have left and to do that you now have to get past city away and that's not going to happen to happen no No. um foxes stumble gross way oh yeah like to the final nail is that chance at the end of the game you hit a post and put it wide oh yeah their fans are all their supporters are gonna just be like that bunch of losers moment we went down (laughs) bunch of losers bunch of losers (laughs) show title (laughs) <laughs> He's really pitching for it, isn't he? L-O-U-Z-A, Mel. Write it down. <laughs> Foxes stumble yet again at St. James Park. We called it. They we they they do this. The yeah, they Lester do. Lester does not like going to the, going out to the Tyne Ware, man. They have a hell of a time with fucking Newcastle in their building. Yeah, it, but Lester is a really weird one. Had 69% possession, but were outshot 16-8 to eight and 7-2 to two on target. Yeah. Crazy. 
they just had no impetus at all. There was just like so I put up a meme during the Arsenal game. You know the stick figure that gets drawn that has a stick in his hand? Yes. And he's poking some pile on the floor and it just says, do something? Right. That's how I also felt about Lester the next uh, I, when they played. Do, do something. Do, do something. Go for it. Do something. Go ahead. It's like you can't. It's not five passes get you a goal like in training. Or, you know, you have to actually try to shoot, try to affect the game. Right. They just didn't. And Newcastle with their what twenty one or thirty one percent possession, thirty one percent possession, <coughs> they were pretty ruthless with it. They created a ton of chances. What a goal for the winner! You will <laughs> never see a better diving header. Oh my god, that's fantastic! And, and like at the ninety fourth yeah. minute, like right at the death. Oh, it was fabulous. Now, I do have to say something to uh, one Mr. Alan Giannis, mm-hmm. uh, personal friend of ours, uh, host of the. Maryland Class Holes podcast. Your arch nemesis. My arch nemesis, yes. But he still is a good friend. Um, as they say, keep your enemies closer. And uh, <laughs> uh, former Arsenal player Joe Willick provided the cross for Bruno Gimaresh to do what he did. Um, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Find a way to always make it about the pro-Arsenal <laughs> agenda. Um, let's go ahead and move into, uh, real quickly, cause there's not a, t- we don't want to really get into the games themselves, but it's worth mentioning. Um, Liverpool beats Benfica and will now be facing Villarreal in the semis, which might be the easiest walk to a Champions League final ever <laughs> for a club. Yeah, right. One might have said, uh, Liverpool got the quote Barcelona treatment. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really doing some pretty good stuff. <laughs> Which doesn't pain me. I hated him. I couldn't stand him at Arsenal. It was not a good fit. And then um, City, Atletico, Atletico. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh But dare I say, it should be a good evening out for Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, City, Atletico, Atletico, which is funny because then the press was bitching in Atletico about City playing kind of a slowed down dirty game yeah. which is what you, you do. do all the fuck like why that's you how you've them? played in europe since diego simeone's been your man how how can you hate the fact that they 100%. did a you to you like um and they now find them facing uh madrid in the semis who madrid almost pissed it off to chelsea as they were down three to fucking nothing which was enough to get chelsea up on aggregate and then chelsea gave up two goals <laughs> yeah Pretty much. <clears throat> Pretty I, much. I got to tell you, honestly, City's probably happier to be facing uh, Madrid than they are Chelsea because Chelsea always gets them for one. I think so. Yeah. yeah I think you're probably right about that for sure. Um, but yeah, we're set up that there could potentially be a uh, all-prem final just like last year. Yep. And uh, both teams, I mean, honestly deserved. They both have played the champions. There's The Champions League is a chess match because you still have to worry about the league. So you kind of... You put players in who kind of are, quote, Champions League players, and that's what they do. How we would have cup competition players here at, in, right. in the yep. country. And credit them both for finding finding a way to, to <clears throat> pardon me, to uh, navigate that and get through. And it's very exciting to see, actually. And um, as much as I hate both sides, I will be sitting in front of the TV if they're both in the Champions League final. 100%. No doubt about it. Have to. West Ham get Frankfurt in the semis. And uh, we were talking about the easy run-up. There's 
the other semi is Red Bull Leipzig, who are a very good team, and Rangers. It could be Battle of Britain. Rangers and yeah. West Ham. I have to say here, the old Everton guy in me is rooting like hell for fucking David Moyes. If there's if there's a manager who fucking deserves this kind of a glory, this kind of a cup, it's David fucking Moyes, yeah, didn't man. Dunk, didn't Duncan Ferguson play for Rangers at one point in his uh-huh. career? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, who are you siding with? I think you're probably scared her of Duncan Ferguson. No, no. I, I be, Dunk Dunk played under David Moyes, and I bet you Dunk would be like, of course really he did. He's a Moyes Everton going. legend. I don't think yeah. he gives a shit about Jers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is. Do you know what happened in the quarterfinal? No, I do not. With the camp now. Mm-mm. Uh, of the hundred odd thousand seats, thirty six thousand or something like that mm-hmm. were Eintracht Frankfurt fans. Wow. So uh, there was talk that a lot of people weren't going to be going to the game on the Barcelona side. And so the club encouraged season ticket holders to sell their tickets to people that might not go to football on a regular basis. And da-da-da-da-da. Well, they just sold them to the highest bidder, and you, all of them were German supporters. You mean to tell me so, they pulled a uh, – uh, Washington Redskins slash football team slash commanders move yes. where where the where they sell all their tickets to Dallas Cowboy fans and their home match was a Dallas Cowboys game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, pretty that's much. terrible. Well, the other thing too. Speaking of that, the Washington Commanders are being investigated by the FBI. Yes, that that was going to be potentially parting words, but uh, there's more we could talk about because. <laughs> You know, I won't it, go into why it could it could have been bullet whiskey because they did some stuff that certainly needs to be talked about. It could have been could have been the old commanders because well they they apparently the owner's not just a uh, well, let's just a do pimp a, he's a thief. Let's just do a brief snippet on it later. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so there ended up being thirty thousand or so more plus Frankfurt fans in the camp now uh, for mm-hmm. that quarterfinal, and they ended up knocking Barcelona out of the competition. Yep. Which maybe on one hand, if you're you're kind of a not necessarily not a purist because that obviously you want your team to to win and do well, but you don't want a handout. You don't want an easy ride to the final. I guess if you're right. a, if you're a, a purist or a stand up supporter or whatever, and West Ham playing at Camp Now would have been like a fucking Twilight Zone. <laughs> well, <laughs> like what are we the Dildo Brothers going over there going hola hola. <laughs> Nice to see you. Well, thank, <laughs> you know, thank, not even trying to speak Spanish. Thank goodness, thank goodness that the uh, the camp now had not had not gotten that win because if they had, they'd have done the same thing against West Ham, and then there would have been that many West Ham supporters in the camp now. Not what you want. That would have been going well. No, yeah. I mean. But- we we've all seen Green Street Hooligans. Yeah, <laughs> is not what you want. Uh, but it, re- really, really good on West Ham to be honest. Um, <clears throat> you know they're they're flying high in the competition. They've kind of slipped in the league a bit, but that was to be expected. They don't have a very deep squad. Um, so what are you going to do? So the final one, uh, Leicester, don't look now, are in the semis of the McRib Cup, playing Roma, aren't they? Yes. Wouldn't it be fitting? And now, of course, I would like to see Leicester advance and win, but wouldn't it be fitting? If the um, McRib Cup was first won 
by the special one. Oh, 100% it would. Joseph 100% Mourinho. it would. Because how much he slagged it off pre-competition. <laughs> and then now he cares? I'd love it if he won it. That would no. be brilliant. It would be at least a month of content for us. Bread is bread and cheese is cheese. Sure money. Trophies are trophies. Trophies are trophies. <laughs> <laughs> well um, said, good sir. Well all said. right. Here we go. I lost. Yeah. Uh, I should probably tell you what this is if you're joining us for the first time. This is Sure Money, where we place bets to better inform you how you should bet uh, and guaranteed to win some money. Surely do what we don't do and <laughs> yeah. you will win money. Yeah, this segment is basically opposite day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my cup of losers, which we do have a cup of losers. Um not going to show you the entire thing, but you should get the point if you know what I'm talking about yes. because we're not promoting that evil man's place. Uh, but we are. Um, it's funny. So we did it. Very funny. Uh, fucking Arsenal gets me every time. Yeah. Huh. Uh, is mine. F- so fitting. That's unfortunate. F- fitting. Mine says uh, got Burnley again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is also a T-shirt you can find in the drip shack uh, quickly before they get relegated. <laughs> We may need to come up with like a championship corner badge to then apply to the <laughs> rest of that shirt. Love it, love it, love it. Keep it going. Uh, but yeah, so I'm now down 16 bucks. Okay, I, I've fallen back into the red, uh, oh, which is not good. That excites me with the bets I'm making this week. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna round out this segment as I usually do with uh, a very safe and considered parlay. Uh, but I'm going to let you go first there, kind sir. Uh, Burnley drew West Ham, uh, which was, I, I got the, the the Brentford at the death, but I could not get West Ham at the death as Nick Pope makes a brilliant save to knock away what would have been the winner. And I am down $1,229. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Mr. Graham, but 208 Eight two three five percent of the time, it works a hundred percent of the time. Going for broke, I am doing a midweek parlay and a weekend parlay. What? So two different one hundred dollar bets. You know what? That's actually not a terrible return for a gambler. Yeah, no, that's one in five. Uh-huh. And if you time it right to be the expensive one. It's actually not horrendous. Yeah, but the problem is I'm down 1,200. <laughs> you haven't timed it right. <laughs> I have not timed it right at all. But I'm going to time it right because I'm doing a midweek parlay where City beats Brighton over three and a half goals combined and Liverpool beat United over two and a half goals combined. This will win me plus $412. And then, and no and then, then I am taking City to beat Watford and a total of 5.5 goals at plus 491. If I hit both and you lose yours, I will be ahead of you in the standings. Going for it. It's Sammy's last stand, bitches. Six games before the season's over. Yep. Well done. <laughs> Going for birth. It sounds like a normal. Yep. Exactly. This is my last stand when there's still a lot of time to go. It's a very, very inside, inside, inside joke, but this is Ani's last stand, Mr. Graham. Ani's last stand. <laughs> well, the problem is, is when Brighton face City, they're probably going to say something along the lines of, In my way downtown, walking fast, I'm a seagull, go fuck yourself. And you're going to fuck off this bed. Yep, very good. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, I believe we have someone on the phone, as we usually do. Our good friend Pat has joined us, and uh, he's got something for us. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, not my world's doing pretty good. How about yours? Uh, just getting ready to go back to work tomorrow after a long vacation. So, kind of a bummer, but you know, it was a good vacation. Did, did you? Fun. Do you have a Harry Potter wand? Uh, well, my two kids do. <laughs> <laughs> did did yeah. they send you back a uh, college education? <laughs> no, no, they had to save their own money up for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one kid still owes me, but whatever. We'll get into that. You know, that's Damn. Pa- ruthless papa's got fucking bets to make man he's got yeah, well, he's true. got his own demise of their college education well, i was gonna say at the last third of july party pat's wife told me i had a harry potter one i'm just wondering <laughs> is pat uh, yeah. running the book for his kids and one yeah. of them is down are you charging dinner. juice on one of your kids <laughs> yeah. Pat? sitting at dinner i bet you three to no, one no, it's that milk over. <laughs> is that what you do pat sitting at dinner what? Put, them, put them to work and, and make sure no. they take out the trash and throw it. i'll bet you three to one you spill that milk <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> told you yeah and then he goes right up the piggy bank one drop of milk on that table Takes out six bucks. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm All right, buddy. What you, what, what's, did you win or lose? What's going on? What do you got happening? Uh, I lost because your team lost. That was like my safety bet taking Arsenal. The safety bet. Uh, I, I believe I read your email already, and you missed all three picks, actually, sir. So yeah, I did. I did Look, miss all three. You can but, bet if you uh, want the, to. You can leave your bet behind. And if your friends don't bet, and if they don't <laughs> bet, well, they're no friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to take some week bets and some weekend bets. Uh, so first, uh, I like uh, plus one and a half goals at uh, on Manchester United against Liverpool at minus 120. <laughs> I'll take Chelsea over Arsenal at minus 117. I'll take Tottenham over Brentford at minus 107. I'll take uh, Wolverham- Wolverhampton over Burnley at plus 180 and Everton plus one and a half goals against Liverpool at plus 130. And uh, I'll basically take 100 on each bet. So if I lose a minus 120, then I'll lose, you know, 120 to win 100. You know what I mean? Okay. That's so, not bad. A lot of action. A lot of action. Yeah, I got you there. That's all right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yep. Welcome back to town. Yeah. Yeah, the weather sucks. Why and couldn't uh, bring any yeah. sun and warmth with you? It was here the whole time I was gone, fucker. <laughs> it was. It was what, seven? 75 degrees all week long last week fucking pissed me off and then once i get back in it's 45 and rainy yeah that sounds so hopefully golf weather will be here soon enough maybe we can uh you know hit a golf course up i played golf on thursday it was nice oh yeah where'd you play uh shaladon oh nice how's it in good shape it's always in pretty good shape yeah they do pretty well there it was all right but all right man thank you very much all right. Talk to you later. All right, bro. We'll holler. That's it. All right. Uh, before you get into your bets, we do have a request from the from the gallery. All right. Uh, Keith Kern would like you to bet on Newcastle, please. I did. Good. Actually, there we go. I did. Read my mind. All right. So here's mine. We ready? Yep. Got a four-way. 
because that's logical. <laughs> the when odds you're in the lead. The odds are going to tell you when 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 you have a uh, eleven hundred dollar lead over me, you decide to go ahead and go for a four gamer. Of course. Not good gambling. No, oh, not we'll at see all. about that. <laughs> I've got Chelsea and Arsenal. Now this this one, I'm going to start you with the question mark. Chelsea Arsenal draw. Oh, that's a big question. Mark. I don't think we have enough to beat them, <clears throat> but sometimes they misfire a bit. Heard. And I think we might, after our last three performances, I think Mikel Arteta will have them well drilled in the back. Heard. <laughs> Whoops. That's your uh, words. Your words. Second, Newcastle over Palace, Keith. There you okay. go. Okay. I have Newcastle to beat Crystal Palace. They're flying right now. And they're obviously. at home. Yeah, exactly. And they always play better at home under um, uh, Eddie Howe. City to beat Brighton, which I do have as well. Mm. Um, that should come through. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be over three and a half goals. Uh, and mine is three and a half goals total. It's not City three and a half. It's three and a no, half. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. There's. I be... see three one. That could I be. see three one in that match. And then I've got Southampton to continue their run on Burnley. <clears throat> God, I hope so. And now that this is the wild part. The draw really kicked this up. Obviously, plus two thousand four hundred sixteen. Wow. And I'm down sixteen dollars, which would give me a very satisfying. Plus 2,400, and I'd be comfortably <laughs> in first place. Yeah, you would Should be. Pat miss any part of his. Very good. Yep. Very good. Well, that's not a bad little segment. But, no, uh, I like it. And part of the aura of this segment, in case anyone's joining us for the first time, is I don't write down the intro. I don't write down the transitions. I don't do any of it because it's sure money. It's sure to entertain you, and it's sure to make you something. But what we surely need is a fucking chicken. Rooster. <laughs> Well, Kitty got lucky as CR7 netted a hat trick, and uh, she sits at 17 and 12. Still better than us. So I went up to visit Henrietta and Petty. Pen, Petty. Oh, boy. He, uh, Henrietta and Penny. I'll do it live. I read damn, it cold. Penny, I'm the Penny. best cold reader on the show. That's God rude. Damn Penny, it. Penny, why'd you call her Petty? Because mm. uh, she says a lot of Petty shit about you behind <laughs> your back. You should see the stuff she says about you not putting product in your hair and what an amateur you are. She's a Petty Penny bitch. All right, so I was surprised to find them FaceTiming with our other petty bitch, Kitty. Oh, shit. FaceTiming with Kitty, huh? Oh, I'm so jealous of this chicken's life. Mm-hmm. Kitty was apparently hanging out in the Mersey on a yacht with LeBron James. On the Mersey, not in the Mersey. It's a river. Hanging so a out yacht would be on the Mersey. On the Mersey. Hope I it was said on, it. on the Mersey. She said in the Mersey. Well, if it was in it. Assuming that the yacht had sunk into the Mersey, which would not be something we would be very proud of or envious of. Well, like you... I said, Kitty was in the Mersey, and she told the girls that she was helping her friend get over missing the playoffs. That's right. The Lakers did fall out of the playoffs. Yeah, so she decided to join them in the so... owner's box at the Derby. Ooh. I mean, Derby. I like this. I mean, Derby. I mean, what do I mean? She also said, mm, sorry, guy. Liverpool is beating Everton. Uh, that's what I figured, especially because uh, uh, LeBron owns a little piece of uh, the pie at Liverpool, too. And it's going to be in the owner's box. 
Not does, good for Everton. Does no. Kitty ever have good feelings about your team? Uh, I think once she offered up a draw. Really? That's the best she's done? Mm-hmm. You know what she does have good feelings about? What's that? Those people who remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I'm falling and I can't get up. Oh, no. Uh, Mr. Graham, I think our boys are in trouble. I have a feeling they're going down. I think they are as well, but I do want to mention real quick that if LeBron's yacht did sink into the Mersey, mm-hmm. Kitty would be safe. Uh-huh. You know the old Navy superstition tattoo is a pig and a rooster on each one on each foot mm-hmm. because every shipwreck in the old days, the pigs and roosters survived because they can either swim or float. Okay, fair enough. And they would get them tattooed on the tops of their feet to protect them. All right, very good, uh, even though she's a hen, not a rooster. Well, it's chickens. Chickens oh. float. All yeah. chickens float. Gotcha. But it was, it's men. <laughs> we got to be the cocks. Right, right. got to be the cocks. Come on. Very good. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it did no go so good this weekend uh, for our boys. Uh, Luton, 1-0 over Nottingham Forest, uh, which is a bit of a surprise and may throw some playoff implications uh, into the mix. Uh, Bournemouth and Borough nil-nil, which is kind of stymieing Borough's chance as well. Uh, Coventry, 4-2 over Birmingham, um, solidifying their their playoff spot, I think. Uh, Hull and Cardiff, Hull 2-1 over Cardiff. That one does not matter at all. I don't know why I read it out. The Posh got a win mm-hmm. over Blackburn, which is not good yeah, for our that's, boys. That's what's ultimately, I think, is... Reading and the Posh are both winning. Reading beat Sheffield United, who's better than them 2-1. Exactly. And the next result I was going to read off. So that's pretty damning for for Derby at the moment, (laughs) um, which is not good. Although, there does seem to be a preferred bidder. So they should stave off a further points deduction, I believe. Good. So they don't go into League One already having 12 points taken off of their uh, record. Now, the problem is is that preferred bidder apparently had some sort of either some sort of nefarious comments. I don't know what they were on Twitter from five years ago that have surfaced. What uh, did Mike Ashley say this time? <laughs> it wasn't him. It's some somebody else. I don't know who it is. Uh, West Brom, old Brucey, treated himself to a sausage roll, got a win 2-1 over Blackpool, which I just wanted to say that. Darby did, however, <laughs> win 2-1 at Fulham, um, but with the other two results, I think that may in keeping the distance of where they are, I think that may solidify <coughs> Darby's relegation. Blackpool kicked the shit out of somebody in the midweek too, like a six to fucking one or something like that too. Uh, I don't have midweek games for last week. Yeah. There was some midweek, I thought. There was only Monday. Oh, Monday, and then there was Sunday, Last right? weekend. Yeah. Uh, no, Blackpool tied 1-1 with Blackburn. Let's be yeah. honest. Doesn't Monday feel like midweek? True, true, yeah, very that's true. that's fair. So uh, let's get to the All table. All right, so let's go to the table. Fulham is uh, well and clear. Uh, six points uh, clear, that is. 83 goals. 58 goals, sorry, to the good. Uh, 28 over Bournemouth. Jesus, yeah. I mean, even I think they're nine now and not ten points, but they're pretty much they're seeing it. Out. It's it's six points clear. They're on eighty three. <laughs> Bournemouth are on seventy seven in second place. Huddersfield are on seventy three in third. Luton seventy one, down to Forest on seventy and a little bit of a sputter, like I said. But Forest do have two games in hand on those around them, so they could further solidify uh, what they need. Um, uh, for a playoff push. Sheffield United occupied the last playoff spot on 66 points, having played two games less than Forrest. 
Uh, Blackburn is in eighth. Uh, Millwall looks like they're in seventh. Um, 65 and 63 points uh, for seventh and eighth there. Middlesbrough in ninth looks to have fallen away a bit on, on 63 points as well uh, with a not very good goal difference, all three of them really, plus six, plus eight, plus eight. So if they can pick up some of those points, you, you may see goal difference come into it to decide the last um, uh, playoff spot there. Down the bottom of the table, Reading's now sit on 41 points. Peterborough, uh, the posh there on 34, occupying the number one relegation position uh, in 22nd place. Derby County now 31 points, so they are 10 points and the same number of games played. Yeah. I think it's going to be too much to do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're probably going down, unfortunately. And really, unfortunately, Barnsley have a game in hand and are only and are on 30 points, so Darby could finish bottom of the table with a minus seven goal differential right now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh to put that in perspective, Peterborough have a minus 45. Reading have a minus 28. Uh, Birmingham up in 20th have a minus 24. And Barnsley have a minus 31 yeah. below them. Uh, if- Barnsley is a bit of a disappointment, too. That's a team that was in the playoffs last uh, season mm-hmm. and a team that has famously always been in the second tier. They've never gone up. They've never gone down. Mm-hmm. And they about to go down. If Darby were it's so annoying, I, I can't believe this. I hate when rich people fuck shit up. It really annoys me. Right. Speaking of which, uh, you know what? We'll do a brief thing on that in closing words as well. Uh, Darby, 39 plus 13 is 52. 52 points would be good enough for 17th. Yeah. Yep, if they didn't totally have the safe. fucking points deduction. All right, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, go ahead with the parting words. I know there's a lot of them. All right, so briefly, because we don't normally <laughs> cover it, um, uh, the Washington Commanders are being investigated by the FBI for uh, their owner who is um, known to allow sexual harassment to occur in the office, number one. Number two, we found out, allows, uh, not allows, forces cheerleaders to entertain yeah. uh, pimps, corporate guests. Pimps. His cheerleaders to corporate guests. Yeah. Pimps his fucking cheerleaders. Now we found out steals uh, season ticket holders deposits. He is a pimp and a thief. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. One that hits close to home. For oh, us and by here. the way, he says racist shit in emails that only uh, Gruden gets fired for, yep. but not him. Right. Gruden should have been fired. But, but he also gets Dan away with Snyder, it. Right. Should have been made to go the route of. Got away with it. Don Sterling, uh, if you remember that in the NBA, Mm -hmm. should have been made to go that route and forced out. But, you know. The federal fucking government is investigating him. Yeah, so brilliant. So there's that one. Um, The the next one is just rich people in general fucking shit up. So I don't really care for um, what's happening at Darby, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, or what happened at Reading, to their credit as well. Um, That's a bit unfortunate. The... uh, the other one is one that the kind of football community, <clears throat> the the football community at large always respects, that everybody always gets behind. On Friday, the 15th, was the anniversary of the Hillsborough tra- uh, tragedy uh, in which 96 Liverpool supporters lost their lives in an FA Cup game. 
I believe it may have been an FA Cup semifinal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, it was back back in those uh, days. They played at the. They were all played at Middlesbrough. They were played at Villa Park. Well, they um, were played at. I believe they were played at the stadium. Yeah. It, I think they were a two-legged affair back then, mm-hmm. and they were played at the stadium of the two teams because it was Sheffield United that was there. I think. Mm-hmm. When it, uh, no, that would have been. It would have been Wednesday. No, I thought Middlesbrough was. No, Hillsborough. Uh, Hillsborough was Wednesday. Middlesbrough yeah. played at the Riverside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it would have been either either Sheffield United or Sheffield Wednesday. I forget which one plays there, but I think it's United. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the standing room, part of the reason standing room was banned, they allowed too many fans in. There was a surge being pushed towards the field, which had fencing and stuff in front of it, and 96 supporters were crushed to death to the point where over the hoardings, uh, and, and small fencing that was there, players were trying to grab people and help them over to avoid them getting crushed. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a tragedy in and of itself, and it's very sad, and that's a problem, and a lot of stadium safety and everything else came out of that, which is a, a you know... It's a, also a lot of cover-up where the uh, fans a silver were lining, A silver lining and a good thing with the mm-hmm. stadium safety and, and all that kind of stuff, but the... The real tragedy for me is when the authorities try to cover stuff up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when when we kind of, I guess, when we do it to ourselves and, and to an extent it's a little bit of an easier pill to swallow. But for them to have gotten everything wrong, then blamed us as as regular citizens, and then to cover it up for... 20 odd years yeah is absurd and that's and and to not give these families closure to not accept responsibility for killing these people to not do any of that is is absolutely fucking ridiculous to me and then what happened this weekend manchester city fans interrupted the minute silence for fans the hillsborough um the moment of silence for the Hillsborough uh, remembrance that happened on Saturday because no one played on Friday, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have always spoken about how good most English fans are about this, and a few uh, to some Manchester City fans decided to take an opportunity here and uh, shit on, <coughs> again, 96 people. And it's not fucking right. And it doesn't sit well with me at all. Your bitter rival that is one mile apart from you in your own fucking city honors that day with you every fucking year. And these bought supporters think they're better than everybody and decide to make noise during a moment of silence. I was pretty fucking low. We, we talk about D-back, the old D-back bear right there. That is absolutely an exemplary moment of not being a certain word. Yeah, I, I was going to say it. No. And I, I should say it because they deserve to be called it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're cunts. Yeah. That's all it's there fair is enough. to it. Fair enough. FCC will allow us one one a show. Okay, very good. Well, if you, I'm glad you didn't say it, because if you said it, that would have been two, and then we would have been fucked. I just hit the bleep. 
You can edit a bleep. You can produce a bleep, can't you? Um, it was off mic, doesn't off count. Off mic, doesn't count. <laughs> All right. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it just grinds my fucking gear. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It just, it really, it really pisses me off. Oh, and by the way, we also found out that uh, Bullet is not just- Oh, uh, that was the other one. Yeah. Not just a home, not just, well, I'll tell us this one and I'll send us out. Uh, not just uh, is their owner homophobic. Apparently, when they hired- um, Wait, wait, wait. Say the whole thing. Homophobic against his own daughter. Right. Homophobic against his own it's daughter. It's one thing to hate people you can't see. but <laughs> It's another thing to hate your child. Right, right. And, and then- and It's then, a special breed of dickhead. <laughs> and then talk about your child to the press about her uh, own- Short givings, like very well perceived mental, shortcomings, me- mental issues because, that she had dealt with. Uh, the views of Bullet Bourbon do not, ex- yeah, um, <laughs> uh, show the views of the default. <clears throat> uh, the larger company of Bullet hires um, a um, a black female to become the master blender. She leads goes on to get an award winning bourbon, the bourbon that we would not drink last year because of the owner of bullet being an asshole to come to find out they were racist towards her and then just to add in a little insult to injury threw some anti-semitic remarks up on the wall while they were doing their thing as well so if ever you want to understand why myself and uh, mr graham as members of the uh spirits industry will never ever have a sip of bullet or encourage our friends to have a sip of bullet. I won't drink it if it's free. Understand they are a bunch of homophobic, racist, anti-Semitic assholes. If I remember correctly, one of your whiskey advocate lists only had top 19. Yeah, that was last year. That's what I just yeah. mentioned was that that master blender got number three whiskey last year. Well, you know what? And we didn't drink it. If you tan your balls, you got the juve. <laughs> All righty, boys and girls, that's going to wrap it up. Next time, next up is injury time. We're going to review the beers we've been drinking. We're going to check in on all of our adopted clubs, and we're going to preview the midweek and weekend's action for the Premier League. Should one want to find injury time? How do they go about doing Mr. Graham? It's very easy, and if you want to understand the reference I just made uh, about ball tanning and juve, uh, you'd be uh, do well to subscribe to the Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash do football show, because you also get sound check, our pre-show actual sound check, where we talk about our weekend and random news stories like that, uh, which is kind of fun. Also, you get injury time, as Sam uh, discussed there, where uh, we preview everything that's going on, talk about the beers of the adopted clubs, and have some fun. The other way that you can support the show and get in touch is through the DU Drip Shack, where you can get all of your t-shirt, long sleeve shirt, Hoodie, pillow, scarf. Do we do scarves? No, no scarves. No scarves yet. Next season. Next season, we got a scarf coming. So get on that. Uh, you all, scarves are only going to be available to people that already purchased something. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, all right. No, I don't think that's worth <laughs> the try. Trying to drive business. I, I would just like them to purchase anything. We they, don't need to now said they are allocated. <laughs> scarves are allocated. We do not want to set <laughs> guidelines for them. To give us money, Sam. Yeah. Just say thank you for the money. It's very simple. Scarves are allocated. They cost us twelve bucks. We're charging you two fifty. They can't uh, get a shower curtain though. Can they really? Yes. I'm buying a shower curtain when I get home. That's fucking brilliant. We do shower curtains. Yeah. Why not? 
I think she's lying. I think this is a big elaborate joke. Well, maybe you'll um, have to go to the Drip Shack and find out. <laughs> uh, uh, the link for the Drip Shack is in all of our socials, which again is at Do You Football Show um, on all three of the major platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. On all those social platforms will be links to the Maryland Podcast Awards. The which voting. We are yeah. very honored to have been uh, nominated uh, for the second year in a row for a lot of different categories, but most importantly best sports show and best production because we love to give it up to producer mel you get a chance please go your husband you better tag us us and uh give us a few votes we would it would really mean a lot until next week everybody good night born in the land of bowie maryland bred to be a fan of fucking everton put you in the eye and drink your eye sam houston Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort, the straight and short. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!